listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this week's episode for Tuesday, April the 18th, 2023, I'm going to be having a very extensive conversation about the Super Mario Brothers movie that was just released a few weeks ago. Uh, Not only that, but also having a really lengthy conversation about the history of Mario and video games, favorite Mario games, uh, everything related to, to the Mario character, as well as having a general conversation about video games. And to do this, I've invited my good friend, frequent collaborator to the show, uh, Nathan Wolf, to have a conversation about it. Uh, Nathan's a huge gamer, uh, loves the Mario character, knows it inside and out, or knows Mario inside and out. So he was the perfect ideal choice to have on to have a conversation about this. So we talk about our favorite Mario games. Uh, Nathan gets to share his experience going to the Nintendo store in New York. Uh, Really cool store. I didn't even know it existed. (laughs) Uh, I guess I need to redeem myself as far as like my gaming cred goes. But uh, yeah, so he gets to tell the experience going to New York to see the, the Nintendo store there. And we have a very spoilerific, spoilers, massive spoilers conversation about the new Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pratt. Uh, so yeah, we get to share our thoughts and opinions about that. It's interesting that I really, really love the movie and Nathan liked it too, but I don't know if he liked it quite as much as I did, but it's always great to have like different opinions on, on things on the podcast to have the conversation, which is always great and fun to, to do. So yes, uh, I'm very excited for this week's episode, uh, to do a, a video game centric episode is one I've been looking forward to doing for a while. And of course the super Mario brothers movie comes with the highest possible recommendation from me. I absolutely love that movie uh so here we go this is my conversation about the super mario brothers movie with Nathan. returning to the casting for fun podcast is my frequent collaborator good friend of the show it's nathan wolf nathan how are you doing tonight i'm doing great how about yourself Oh, doing well. It's good to have you back on the show. Good to see you again. And uh, it's really exciting for me to have this uh, conversation topic to talk about everything Mario, uh, particularly the movie. So I'm really excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, video games are a big passion of mine. And uh, I know a lot of stuff about Nintendo and Mario in general. So it's uh should be a fun topic so yeah oh yeah absolutely and ton to, ton to go over so we'll see how how it goes uh try and keep it to our, our normal hour or so but uh yeah really looking forward to this uh before we jump into the movie itself i wanted to actually just have a general conversation about mario and, and video games uh particularly the early console eras of nintendo which i think were maybe some of the best ever which is uh, i think really cool to have a discussion about uh yeah agreed so yeah. So are, are you familiar with the, the the early history of Mario? It was kind of interesting for me to look up some stuff online. I was just curious what you had already known about before. So I think it was junior year of high school. I did a history on Nintendo. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> and everything. So I, um, yeah, I mean, he was first known as Jumpman from the game Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, he was named Mario after uh, it was Nintendo's landlord, I believe. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, a gentleman by the name of uh, Mario uh, Seagal, I think. Seagal, if yeah. I'm saying his name right. Um, but yeah, he originally didn't have a name. He was just known as Jumpman. Um, mm-hmm. And a, a little spoiler, but in the movie, there's an arcade uh, game 
called Jumpman that they're playing at the beginning at the at the pizza place. I don't know if you Oh yeah, that. yeah. The, the movie was just chock full of uh, Easter yeah. eggs. So I definitely want to get into that conversation with you about that. But uh, yeah. So I mean, um, so yeah, that's kind of like the. I mean, and you know, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, designed and developed Mario and, Don- and Donkey Kong and things like that. So, um, but yeah, Mario's been. Seems like he's had every uh, occupation that you can think of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to think that. In fact, I, in my research, I saw that I guess technically it wasn't until the Mario Brothers game came out in 1983. So I guess two years after Donkey Kong, that mm-hmm. it was finally revealed that he and his brother Luigi were plumbers. Uh, yes. But as you mentioned, I mean, he's had no, numerous jobs through video games, like a, a doctor and Dr. Mario, uh, a boxing referee and Mike Tyson's punch out mm-hmm. and all the sports games that he's played. I mean, he's probably one of the best athletes ever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in Donkey Kong Jr., he was the villain. He captured Donkey Kong and you're playing as Donkey Kong Jr. trying to rescue your dad. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so the question I wanted to ask you, Nathan, is uh, what do you think makes Mario such an iconic character? I mean, he's obviously the the main mascot, like the franchise for for Nintendo. And and what do you think would be the 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 appeal of like his games that he's appeared? I, I think he has the world record of like the most game appearances out of any character, right? I think I think it has to do with going back to the first uh, Super Mario Brothers game on the Nintendo or. Uh the Famicom in Japan because that game was unlike any other game that came, came before it. Uh, You know, Atari just wasn't like kind of ruined video games with, you know, it's over saturation of kind of junky titles and they would just publish any game on it. And so I think the first Super Mario brothers is kind of, you know, like it paved the way for a lot of copycats and inspiration for a lot of, game designers down, you know, in years down the road. And so I think, you know, it just kind of, I don't know. It just, uh, it's, it's hard to put a finger on why Mario is so iconic, but I think it's just the quality of games that come out, you know, in the Super Mario Brothers uh, franchise, you know, they're always either good or like amazing, you know, uh, very rarely is there a bad Super Mario Brothers game. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of kids grew up with Mario in the 80s and the early 90s. And now they're still making games for, you know, the the Switch and, you know, and everything. So it, he's kind of stood, stood the test of time as well. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree that the game design, I think, was just really brilliantly done for all of them. And then uh, very simple, too. So that's, that's the cool thing yes. about Mario, just how simple and how brilliant it is at the same time. And how just a a blast it is. You can just pick up the controller, just jump right into playing. Uh, But I also agree that, again, like a lot of the appearances that Mario did outside of games, I think kind of helped elevate his uh, uh, cultural icon status, like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I don't know if you remember that show at all. I do. Yeah. Uh, That that was kind of fun. It had like the live action where it was the the pro wrestler, uh, 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 Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, Lou played Mario in live action, did the voice for Mario in animation as well. Uh, and then it was pretty cool that that show, like it would be Monday through Thursday, the, the Mario cartoon show would be on. Then on Fridays, you would get the Legend of Zelda show. And to me, the, the, the Zelda show was really, really cool. So I was always looking forward to Fridays as a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they I think also putting, you know, there's tons of, you know, I remember we had the Mario Brothers lunchbox. There was the 
Nintendo Mario Brothers cereal, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, advertising and uh, stuff, you know, in the 80s when during the height of the popularity, which just, you know, grew his popularity even more. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in speaking of advertising, did you ever see or do you remember the the movie The Wizard with uh, Fred Savage? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that, I remember the ninety that, minute the ninety minute commercial for Nintendo. So. Yeah, for, for for especially for Super Mario Brothers three, which is pretty crazy. Yep. That it was a a brand new game that they hadn't played yet, but yet somehow the the little boy Jimmy he knew all the secrets too. <laughs> yep, he knew where to find, find find the whistle and everything. So, but yeah, I remember seeing that movie just getting blown away. Oh my gosh, Super Mario Brothers three looks so cool! But little did I realize that it had actually been released in Japan like a full year before, which is kind of crazy, but. Yeah, it's just a uh, yeah, time before the internet. You know, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't know about it. <laughs> didn't know a lot, of, a lot about that stuff. So. Yeah, so I think all the all that combined, like so, the, all the cartoon shows, all the merchandise that you had suggested, the appearance in that wizard movie, I think just kind of raised them to uh, cultural icon status, which is really really cool. And then uh, you know, we get into the early '90s with the the release of the Super Nintendo. I, I mentioned to you in a message earlier, the Super Nintendo is actually my all time favorite console. Just because I think it has like the best collection of overall collective games. In fact, I even would pick Super Mario World, even to this day, as my all-time favorite Mario game. So I was kind of curious from your your perspective, your point of view, what what do you think was your your favorite Mario game? I might have to agree with you on Super Mario World. I don't know. I think they just perfected everything with that game. Super some people were arguing Mario 3, um, which was an excellent game, but I think world is like it's difficult but you could beat it without it being difficult yeah but you can there's so many extra paths and uh you know hidden stuff and you know tons of things to unlock in the game that you could beat it and maybe only discover half of the game you know if you just played through normally and but you know there's just so much in that game so i would i I mean best super mario brothers game i'd say that my favorite mario game though is also it's also on the super nintendo but it's super mario rpg oh okay i haven't played it myself but i've heard that that one's a really great one that one's kind of a rare game right yes i have it uh, i bought a complete in box just because i love it so much (laughs) Um, but yeah it was a combination of squaresoft who's known for great rpgs on uh, the Super Nintendo and Nintendo, and then Nintendo combined. So it was just like, you know, it was a kind of magic in a, or lightning in a bottle, as they say. It's just having, you know, Squaresoft and Nintendo combined to make a great, easy to, you know, navigate RPG, but in the Mario universe. And so you get the, you know, the fun of Mario with an RPG that's not too grindy you know some rpgs they just you have to like keep fighting guys and keep leveling up but super mario rpg is a good you know entry level uh rpg and i it's one of my favorite games of all time so oh very cool awesome awesome uh yeah going back to the the game or to super mario world so again there's so many aspects of the game that i really love uh, i i think i would argue that maybe the the most popular side character to the marvel to the uh, mario universe would be yoshi so Yoshi yep. makes his debut in Super Mario World, which is really cool. And then just seeing the, the technological advancements of the uh, Super Nintendo at the time using the, the Mode 7 graphics where you had that the sequence where Bowser's floaty thing like 
comes right at you in a 3D way. It's like really, really cool to see that. And then mm-hmm. several other really cool Super Nintendo games took advantage of that, like uh, F Zero. Um, uh, trying to think what else. Uh, there's so many games, uh, Pilot Wings, some of the early Super Nintendo yep. games. Uh, and then of course, you had also the technological advancements with games like uh, Star Fox and Donkey Kong Country. So, I mean, at the time, I was just a total homer for, for Super Nintendo, like, I was totally on the, the side of yes, the Super Nintendo is far superior to the Sega Genesis. So, I don't know if you felt that way as well. Um, so when growing up, we we were a Sega Genesis family, oh, really? We huh? were, but my brothers, I don't know exactly how they did it or what, but like they would borrow their friend's Super Nintendo with all their games. Mm-hmm. Like they would borrow the system and like have it at our house for months at a time. You know, I don't know. Well, that'd be kind of generous with a friend alone. Them, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was born in '86, so you know, Super Nintendo time, I was maybe. You know, six, seven. So I'm like, just, I like would go to my brother's room and like, oh, you guys have a Super Nintendo. Like, how do we, you know, how did we get that? But um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we were a Sega Genesis family, but I, I'd have to say that Super Nintendo has much, a, a lot, much larger library of great games uh, for it. And also, I mean, another Mario game that's. Maybe not the most fun to play, but at the time it was pretty uh, ingenious and unique. It was Mario Paint? I don't know if you ever played Mario Paint. No, that one I haven't played. No. Okay, I mean that one came with like a a mouse that you plug in the Super Nintendo, and you'd make you know you could make songs, you could animate, you know drawings, you could color. It was you know it was pretty pretty unique for the time uh, to have like a a learning kind of interactive game where you know parents were kind of uh you know they felt better about buying their kids video games if they were learning something or it was you know something along that nature but oh absolutely yeah <laughs> very cool very cool and then uh, two other games i would just throw out from that same era for the super nintendo era uh which also took advantage of the the mode 7 graphics would have been uh legend of zelda link to the past and uh super metroid both of them absolutely fantastic and such a blast to play. And then maybe one more I just throw out there, uh, Street Fighter 2. I mean, I, I could just play that constantly and just never get yeah. bored. So, I mean, we can uh, go on for, for a while just talking about how great the Super Nintendo was, really. <laughs> yeah, Super Metroid is probably my top 10, maybe top 5 favorite games of all time. It's the music, the atmosphere, uh, gameplay. It's just Super Metroid's a great game. And also Link to the Past is a a great game as well. I mean, I like every, I don't know if there's a Zelda game I don't like, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's just so many. I'm just trying to think of some other of my personal favorites. Um, like Super Smash TV. That was a fun game. It was Oh, yeah, I remember before. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really well done. Super Mario Kart was oh, a ton absolutely. of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doing two-player battle on that. Spent hours playing with other people. Um Earthbound is one of my favorite games of all time. Another uh, good one. It was on the Super Nintendo as well. So, yeah. I might agree with you that Super Nintendo might be the... Uh, I, I also have a soft spot for the GameCube, but um, that yeah. and Super Nintendo are probably my two favorites. So, Oh, very cool. And then uh, speaking of the GameCube, so then moving ahead to the, the 3D Mario games, which are also fantastic as well. Even mm-hmm. though, I, as I mentioned, I still just have like that 
soft spot for Mar- Super Mario World, just how brilliant and br- simple it was. But the 3D Mario games took it to a whole nother level, which was really cool. So you had your know, Mario 64, uh, Luigi's Mansion, which technically, I guess, was a spinoff. But I mean, that was kind of fun in itself, too. Uh, and Pretty then uh, Mario Sunshine and then uh, uh, Mario Galaxy. So what, what was your impression and feelings of the 3D Mario games? Um, they were, I mean, Mario 64 was another, you know, like I said, there was, you know, going back to the regular uh, Super Mario Brothers game that there was a bunch of copycats. Super Mario 64 had a ton of copycats. You'd have, you know, 3D open world, you know, collecting stars, but in other games, you know, they, you know, it wouldn't be a star, but it'd be something else. And there's just, there's countless games that were inspired by Mario 64. And it was just that jump from 2D to 3D was just like, like I can run around, you know, the 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 front of Peach's castle. It was just, you know, it was just crazy. Think, you know, it's like that was just, you know, mind blowing at the time. It was just the jump from 2D to 3D was was crazy. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then uh, for. Um, you kind of already answered this question before with uh, uh, Super Mario RPG, but outside of the the traditional platforming Mario games, what were some of your favorite, uh, I guess, maybe the kind of spin-off Mario games where you're not playing in a traditional platformer, but Mario is still the star of the game? Um, so there's a couple on GameCube that I love, which are, I would say, I've been saying they're my top 10 or top five favorite games and probably filling up that list uh but Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door on the GameCube is one of my favorite games. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I love the, and Paper Mario One on the sixty four. That's it's kind of like a spiritual successor to Mario RPG. Those games are great. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube is one of my favorite games. I love the Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. Those are a ton of fun. You know, in high school, me and my friends would just stay up to like two a.m. playing Mario Party. Uh, so yeah, those are. I don't know they have. Mario just makes, uh, you know, not only good core Mario games, but also, you know, other games as well. It's. No, oh, absolutely. A, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. So so friends of uh, mine and my wife, Allison's came over with their young kids. They have a daughter's close to my daughter's age as well. They brought over a Nintendo Switch and they brought over one of the Mario Party games. And mm-hmm. the Mario Party, I, I don't know, I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of, even though I did see the appeal. But then, so we brought it out for the kids to play, and my six-year-old daughter was loving it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is like her first really experience of playing a video game, and she enjoyed it. So, yeah, you're right that uh, there's a certain appeal, I think, for Mario, whether you're really young or young at heart, whatever age you are, just to really love and get into the games. Uh, And then going back to the the subject of, like, uh, the non-traditional platforming Mario games, I mean, all the Mario karts are brilliant. Uh, especially Mario 64. I mean, we play a uh, Mario Kart 64 where we just played the battle mode, like the four player battle mode split screen, like for hours on end with like my friends back in the 90s. Block, yeah. Block and four. Then, block and, four is the best but, level. <laughs> <laughs> and then one that we haven't mentioned yet that's also a blast would be the Super Smash Brothers games, which I thought were oh, really yeah. fun as well. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mario 64, um, Smash Brothers 64. I don't know if you remember that commercial. It's still in my, it plays. Rent free in my head. Do you remember the commercial for? I, I do because somehow it just came up in my Facebook news feed on YouTube. Like I get like oh, advertisements. Okay. Like if you look up something, I guess like because you know YouTube knows what we're doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just came up as like a, a retro uh, uh, 
Facebook page about retro uh, video games and in the commercial for the, the, the original 64 one came up on YouTube, which was kind of fun to watch that. Yeah. But you, yeah, you have all the Mario, you know, like a uh, Mario character or Nintendo characters, like, you know, holding hands, walking through a field and it's, you know, uh, so ha- happy together is being played, but then yeah. they start <laughs> tripping each other and like beating each other up. It's just whoever, uh, you know, thought of that commercial is just a genius. Cause it just, uh, but uh, yeah, Smash Brothers is a great franchise as well. There's just uh, there's there's so many. So oh yeah, yeah. So you can see just uh, the appeal of Mario that he's been able to be culturally relevant and then just popular, massively popular for forty plus years now, which is amazing to see. Uh, before we jump into the movie, though, I, I wanted to ask you about your trip to uh, the Nintendo store in New York because actually, before you had posted that the picture or showed it to me, I had never even heard of it. And that's oh, kind of surprising for me. So I, I then I got to look it up and research it a little more. It looks absolutely fantastic. So I was hoping you could share with me and the listeners what was your experience like visiting the Nintendo store in New York? Um, yeah, so I, can't, I think it was 2016. We went to Connecticut to visit my wife's sister and her husband. They were she was going to school out there. And we're like, sweet, we can stay, you know, visit family and we can spend it, you know, we got a hotel in New York, so we Spent a day and a half there. Um, I hate admitting this, but we ended up going to the Nintendo World Store three times when we were there. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went there, you know, you look around, they have Nintendo shirts, they have all these different Nintendo, you know, exclusive memorabilia. And so I'm like, okay, I bought a few things, you know, experienced it, we left. And it was like hours later, I'm like, I just want to go back. That place is so cool. So we ended up going back a total of three times through the whole oh, trip. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, it's, uh, you know, they got tons of stuff you can buy. They got, you know, statues. They have demos of new games. They have like a little kind of mini Nintendo museum where they have, uh, I don't know if you heard about the Game Boy that it's like still plays, but it survived a, a bomb attack uh during desert storm or something like that like it sounds familiar yeah it's like half melted but it still turns on and still works wow (laughs) Uh, they have that there um you know and they just kind of have all the different systems throughout nintendo's history that you know uh you can read up on and but yeah i I think i spent two or three hundred dollars on you know t-shirts and mugs and some plushies and I bought a game when I was, you know, it, it was just a really cool store. Uh, oh, awesome. but it's, just, it's just dedicated to Nintendo stuff. So. Oh, I absolutely want to check it out sometime. Where in New York is it exactly? Is it the, the Times Square area or where? I think so. If I remember, like I said, I've only been to New York once and it was, it was six years ago, but I, I think it's Times Square ish. If I remember, but. Oh, okay. My wife really wants to go. So someday we're going to go and I'm going to tell her, okay, that's the contingency for us going to New York. We have to go stop by the, the Super Nintendo store. <laughs> Let me know when you go and I'll have okay. you, give, you know, give me a new shirt that I have. So Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the, the movie. Uh, before we get your opinion, though, and then I have several questions for you as well. Uh, I want to just say right off the bat, I absolutely love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Really, really fun. The, the Easter eggs were great. Uh, the voice cast was surprisingly good, actually better than I thought it was going to be, which I know was a, a, a point of contention when it was announced that Chris Pratt was going to be doing the voice for Mario. Uh, because I think uh, 
I mean, I personally love Chris Pratt. I mean, I love Parks and Recreation. I know you do as well. But mm-hmm. I understand with certain people, like Chris Pratt can be kind of a polarizing figure, maybe because he gets so many roles in Hollywood. Uh, and the fact that he wasn't going to really be doing the the authentic Italian like accent and that the longtime uh, voice actor for Mario, uh, what was his name? Uh, Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet, thank you. Wasn't going to be doing the voice. So uh, I wanted to ask your opinion. I, I know for a lot of these popular animated movies, the, the, the major studios want to get like kind of A-list celebrities to do voices. So, you know, that's why you have Seth Rogen and Jack Black also doing voices for the Mario movie. Uh, does that make a difference for you at all? Or would you prefer seeing traditional voice actors like, you know, someone like Nolan North, you know, we who know who does uh, Nathan Drake for Uncharted or like Tara Strong, who does uh, Harley Quinn, things like that. Would you prefer seeing some of the smaller voice actors taking on these roles? Uh, yes. Oh, I, you would? I, okay. I would. <laughs> me, um, like I get I'm like. Uh, you know, I'm not the kind of general mass audience who's like, oh, yeah, I remember playing Mario when I was a kid. You know, like I still play Mario games. And I still play, you know, you know, uh, you know, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, within the past year or something like that. So I am. So for me, I'm like, it, it doesn't make me want to go see it more if there's a certain cast to it. I was in the grouping where I was. I wasn't like, I never get mad about stuff, but I was disappointed that Charles Martinet wasn't doing the voice just because he's been the voice of Mario since, you know, uh, Mario 64. Mm-hmm. So, almost, which is really uh, since he's ever had a voice. Like, he never really spoke in any of the earlier games before that. No, I'm trying. So, how, what is that? Almost 30 years? Since? Yeah, Mario 64 would have been 1996. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so, so I, I was I was a little disappointed about that. Um, but with, I thought the movie was good. I don't know if I would buy it, and but I would I would rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we going into review about the movie? Or yeah, I, let's I go ahead and go to the spoilers. So okay, everyone, uh, be aware now. Massive spoilers for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, my. One issue I had with it, um, and it's not anything against the songs, but having like pop songs or, you know, like 80s pop songs in the movie kind of took me out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, it's just kind of like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, take on me's playing, you know, like, that's it. Like, I just don't think of Mario when I think, or like when I hear take on me by, oh, I don't think of Mario. It's like, and when I'm, Playing Mario, I don't think like oh, I wish I was listening uh, to Take on Me or um, I Need a Hero. Even though that one was used a little bit better, but I just felt like the the real you know songs kind of took me out of the movie a bit uh, personally. But I know that's just going to be a preference type of thing. But I thought all the character like I thought Chris Pratt was pretty good. You know, like even though he was my you know first choice, but. Um, but I felt like Jack Black stole the movie. He was a great Bowser. He was hilarious. The song Peaches is awesome, uh, which I'm sure everyone's you know heard all over now. But uh, but no, I I thought it was good. Um, but yeah, just had some minor nitpicks with it. But you know, it wasn't. It's it's not aimed at a 36 year old male. It's probably you know it's by it's done by Illumination Studios, which more gears towards a you know a younger crowd. So. 
Yeah, yeah, more for uh, Despicable Me and the Minions. Uh, but for me personally, I, mean, I guess it just depends on your preference. Again, I absolutely loved it. And we can see that it's financially doing massive box office numbers, which is really cool. Yeah. That in fact, in it's one day, one single day, it beat what the, the live action Super Mario Brothers movie in the 90s did which is kind of crazy to think. <laughs> and then I, I guess they also broke the record for that Frozen 2 had established for uh, worldwide uh, opening weekend, which is pretty cool. So, is that so for we'll any see, movie we'll or is that for an animated movie? An animated movie for Frozen 2. Okay. So animated movie, yeah, yeah. So very, very cool. Um, yeah. But again, yeah, I absolutely, I enjoyed it. The voice cast I thought was great. Uh, Anna Joy Taylor or Anna Taylor Joy, I think that's her name. Uh, who did yeah. Peach? I, I thought she did good. I thought she, I, her her, yeah. her role in the movie was good. Uh, the overall plot and story was very simple and basic, but I thought it was well done. It's a, it's a Mario yeah. plot. I mean, yeah. if you yeah. if you're playing Mario games because you like the deep plot, then I don't know. You know, it's always either Princess Peach gets taken by Bowser, or you know, sometimes they change things up a little bit. But it's the, the game's plots are are nothing. Uh, you know too crazy so yeah, yeah that, that, that didn't bother me at all but yeah yeah and then uh, uh charlie day is luigi i mean i'm a huge fan of it's always sunny in philadelphia so basically anything those guys do i'll, I'll probably enjoy but i thought he did a great job as luigi he was, as well, so. luigi was really good too yeah the, um is it he uh keegan mike uh, what's it how do you say what's his name who played oh Tony? i know who you're talking about um i i always think of him as being uh, uh don amigo's like uh husband from uh from uh parts yeah. and Rec. But uh, I thought they changed. I felt like they changed his voice. Like I know Toad is more high pitched, but like I felt like I couldn't tell it was him, just because they, you know, they probably tweaked uh, his voice, you know, post uh, recording. That's the only thing I was a little. I'm like, I'm like I can't really tell it's him, but yeah, Keegan Michael Key. There we go. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought the voice cast was good. Uh, Easter eggs. Uh, the movie was just chock full of Easter eggs. Of some of your favorites that you wanted to mention. Yeah, um, so their boss that they quit, uh, his company is called The Wrecking or Wrecking Crew, which is a video game uh, on the Nintendo. I don't know if you ever played the game Wrecking Crew. I never played it, and then I, as I was researching for this podcast, I saw that. I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. So when I first saw the movie, I didn't catch that reference. But <laughs> Okay, yeah, we had, we had that game growing up, so I was like, oh, that's funny, Wrecking Crew, and then they were in, uh, what was the name of the pizza? Was it just like... Was it I think it was called or... a Punch Out Pizza. Okay, I'm like, it's either Punch Out Pizza or Little Max Pizza, yeah. which was the character in Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they had tons of uh, Punch Out pictures all over the wall in the restaurant. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of others that you know that were more like I mentioned earlier. Uh, the arcade game was called Jumpman uh, in the pizza parlor. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did so. So even though uh, Charles uh, Martinet didn't get to voice Mario, he did get to voice the, that junk man character that well, the guy who was playing the arcade game. Yeah, and I believe he also voiced Mario Luigi's dad. If I, if yes. I was. so it was cool that he got to be included in the movie. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of other Easter eggs that that there were. Uh, did you did you notice any? Oh yeah, so one that I think you would, uh, if you, I'm, I'm sure you maybe you just slipped your mind right now, but uh, uh, Luigi's ringtone is the the intro music for the GameCube. Oh on yeah, yeah. And then that was pretty cool to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. 
we see Mario's bedroom full of all f- kinds of uh, Easter eggs for Nintendo stuff. And then he's seen playing Kid Icarus, playing oh, yeah. the, the ape at Nintendo, playing... which is like so meta. I think that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Kid Icarus. That's right. Uh, that's another game we grew up having. Um, but yeah, and I think there was like, was there an R-Wing in his in his bedroom? If I remember. Yeah, there was an R-Wing. And I think there was also a poster for... Uh, uh, uh pro wrestling and if you remember that game it was uh yep. it was two wrestlers that were the, the amazon and starman like ready to fight each other so that poster's yeah. there and i want to say the uh captain falcon's uh f-zero uh racer was also in there or like at least a poster of it okay i mean because that that sequence it, it's kind of hard to make out all the easter eggs a lot of it i had to look up online afterwards because it, it goes to that scene really quick but some of them i caught really fast which was cool uh, yeah, and I, th- I think it was, uh, I mean, I'm sure it was more of like a nod or, you know, obviously a Easter egg, but when Luigi goes to, I can't remember what they, the Dark World or whatever, Dark Realm, I can't remember what they called it. Oh, yeah. You know, where they get, where they get split up, you know, he's like, he's walking around, he's like, Mario, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. like what he does in Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure. Yeah, that whole sequence that. is kind of like uh, paying homage to Luigi's Mansion, which was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Uh, I, have been away from gaming for, for a couple of years now. I think I mentioned that to you before. So I haven't played Mario Odyssey. So I really would love to play it sometime because I've heard lots of great things, but, uh, the, the Pauline character actually was go- going back all the way to the original Donkey Kong. She was the princess that Donkey Kong had yeah. captured, not princess mm-hmm. peach. And also just kind of a little side note too, I guess initially princess peach was called princess toadstool. That's the way I always remember it. And then I want to say it was probably Super Mario 64 where they formally gave her the name Peach. It, or maybe and it was ba- earlier. I'm not sure. But And Bowser, they called uh, you know, King, uh, Koopa. King Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, going back to Pauline. So Pauline makes an appearance. I guess, is she the, the mayor of Brooklyn or is she a reporter in Brooklyn? She's a reporter, if I remember, uh, talking about the, the, the flood that's going on. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then she's, a, I guess, a, a lounge singer in Mario Odyssey, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I haven't played Mario Odyssey myself, but... Yeah, I I mean, it's been a few years since I beat Odyssey, but yeah, she is a singer, but I can't remember what exactly, if she has another part, but there's a, there's a part where she sings, uh, it's kind of like the theme to Mario Odyssey, and it's a really good song, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember why she showed, like, I don't remember why she showed up or uh, anything like that, but, but yeah, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, going back to your point about the music, I mean, we kind of talked about this before uh, the last time we got together when we were talking about Willow and using popular songs with that. So I do agree with you in certain regards, like songs that maybe don't necessarily fit can kind of draw you out a little bit. But that being said, uh, the inclusion of video game music into the movie, I thought was really well done. Like in the very opening sequence when Bowser and his battleship is invading the the Penguins uh, castle area, we hear the the battle theme or the the battleship theme from Super Mario Bros. 3. Yep. Uh, when they go underground for the first time, we hear the music for World uh, 1.12 from mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, the original. Like the, every, I mean, everyone can probably just imagine the music in their heads right now as I'm discussing. Yeah. So I thought the music was cues were really well done in the movie. Yes, I agree with that. Very cool. I'm trying to think whether there are any other Easter eggs. That's call, all I had in my notes, but I know there's probably a few that I'm missing. I mean, there's the obvious one with Mario Kart. Uh... As you know, from Mario Kart Seven, where they're choosing which wheel they want, and oh yeah, what, yeah, lighter. I mean that that one's pretty like hit hit you over the head. Obvious, uh, not really an Easter egg, but you know, 
just taken directly from uh, Mario Kart 7. Or is mm-hmm. it 8? Eight. I think so, you're right. I think it was eight. Yeah. I forget. I, I forget which ones are on sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the newer ones, I think have been pretty cool. Again, I haven't really played them that much since I've been away from gaming, but for me, it would always just be super Mario 60. I'm sorry, Mario Kart 64. And then double dash would probably be my two favorite ones. Yeah. Uh, double dash is probably my favorite. I like the being able to switch your weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they'd just bring that back, even if they don't do two people in one cart, but I just like, being able to switch what weapon I'm using, I think that you know brings more uh, complexity to the game. But mm-hmm. okay, and then lastly, uh, with the the two post credit scenes in the movie, it was just kind of humorous and funny to see Bowser still like in his cage playing the the piano right. song, the Peaches song, and then also we get the tease that uh, Yoshi's on his way, that uh, the Yoshi egg made its way into Brooklyn, which is really cool. The I mean, it's a no-brainer, I think, that they would do a sequel to this. So hopefully oh, they, they can fast track it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with how much it's made, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it was really smart of Nintendo because they just, I don't know if you've had a chance to go yet, but I've been itching to go, but the, the Nintendo World, you know, at Universal... Oh, I really want to go. I think I'm going to wait for the, a couple more months for the crowds to kind of die down uh, I so I can really kind of immerse my experience. Stuff. That's kind of what I did for for Galaxy's Edge for for Star Wars Line at Disneyland. Okay, but yeah, just it's really smart of them to you know that came out and then you know I can't remember how long ago it, it came out, but you know a few months later the movie came out, so you know they're really building on the you know the hype of the theme park and then building on you know then the the movie coming out they mm-hmm. they should release a Mario game this year just to you know yeah. <laughs> make money off of all the hype and, you know, popularity. So, but mm-hmm. nothing announced yet. So, yeah. Yeah. But in speaking of that, so the hype and popularity. So again, on, on social media, like, because everybody can make their own like Facebook or Instagram, a page or account, people can just spread all kinds of rumors and say all kinds of things they want to, which is kind of fun. But I mean, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, but some yes. people even made the suggestions that, uh, Nintendo and, and Illumination might actually take the Marvel approach and do like a cinematic universe with their other properties, which would be really cool and exciting for me. Because I remember years ago, like there was a wild rumor that there was going to be a live action Zelda series on Netflix, which never panned out. Uh, so if they actually did take some of their other properties to do like, say, a Metroid movie or Zelda or Kid Icarus, like we discussed, or Luigi get his own spinoff, Luigi's Mansion, and then do a potential Super Smash Brothers movie to kind of bring them all together like an Avengers-style movie. That would be really cool and ambitious. Uh, so I don't know if that's in the cards just yet, because again, that was just wild fan speculation. But I wanted to ask you, Nathan, would you like that idea? Would you like to see Illumination do more of Nintendo's properties, or would you prefer seeing something like live action for Zelda? You know, I... I can't say I'm, I can't say I don't like Illumination, but I just, I, whenever I see commercials for, and I apologize if you love the Minion movies, but I, whenever I see commercials for Minions movies, I'm like, those things just seem so annoying to me that I <laughs> don't want to see them. So I'm like, I would like another, I know that's probably not going to happen, but I would like another company to kind of take, uh, take the reins on an animated movie just, mm-hmm. you know, f- for, you know, kind of a, you know, see what else, what someone else can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think, well, I don't know. It's hard to say whether live action or animated would be work best. I know there was talks or, 
you know, about a Metroid live action. I'm not talks, but, you know, like rumors of mm-hmm. uh, my mind's going blank. Um, who played Captain Marvel? Oh, uh, uh, Brie Larson. Brie, yeah, yeah, Brie Larson playing Samus Aran. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. Or like people like, oh, she, you know, she'd be really good. And she would be, you know, that would be a good fit. Uh, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I know it wouldn't happen, but I'd like I'd love Pixar to, to do a Nintendo movie, you know, uh, character movie, you know, something like that. Just I guess I I felt like the Mario movie was missing like it didn't have like this like same heart and uh, as like a Pixar movie, but oh yeah, and it, it's hard to compare, you know. Pixar movies are just on another level, in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, so I think Zelda would work probably work better. Actually, I don't know. I think it would work best as like hand drawn animation. But I know that probably wouldn't happen. But well, I mean, yeah, going back to like you know the late eighties, early nineties, you know, you had the Zelda cartoon, which I absolutely loved. And then I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember the more obscure one, Captain N, the Game Master. Does that rings any bells? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, so that one featured a lot of like uh, guest appearances from various Nintendo characters, and yeah, there was an episode the, when he had the Letterman jacket and he had the yeah. Zapper, right? Yeah, yeah, Zapper. He he got sucked into the game world, and like the, the main right. villain of that show was actually Mother Brain, where all the other oh, okay. uh, characters were like her minions. <laughs> but there's oh, an cool. episode where he teams up with Link and Zelda, and again, it's uh, you know traditional 2D animation. Uh, I I kind of searched for it this past weekend because I wanted to watch it. You can only get it on YouTube. Like I guess somebody uploaded it illegally, so hopefully it doesn't get taken down. But you can watch it there. But oh, you're cool. right. Yeah, I remember growing up watching Zelda and Link in in 2D animation, which was a really cool experience. But again, with this day and age, I mean, no one really does 2D animation anymore, so it'd be kind of hard. But yeah, yeah. No, I just don't know if studios would go for that or. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I did kind of find the whole concept fascinating. If if uh, Nintendo wanted to team up with Lumination for further releases and to do something along those lines of like a, a cinematic universe, but at the same time, we kind of talked about this before. Just because uh, Marvel pulled it off uh, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody can or really should. So, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah. regardless, though, I, I do think we are going to get the sequel announcement pretty soon, and I do think we're going to see uh other nintendo properties get uh whether it's like a a streaming show or a movie adaptation i think we're going to get something like that yeah and uh i mean i know marvel was able to do it if you've i mean with how marvel movies now like after you know endgame they just haven't like i don't know if you've but like they just haven't felt the same so like i don't even know if marvel can duplicate what they what they had with like the original you know, Avenger cast and all their movies, it's, you know, uh, I don't know if, I just feel like every Marvel movie that's come out since is like, some have been good, some been okay, you know, but none of them have been uh, kind of like what they were, in my opinion, but... Oh, no, I, I agree with you with that. Yeah, the phase four, I mean, kind of j- dropping off topic a little bit, but again, on the podcast, we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one that I really, really loved was uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as after... Oh, and then actually some of the Netflix shows have been cool. The Hawkeye Netflix show I thought was really good. And and Loki was also really good too. But uh, yeah, I need to watch those. Okay. I, I, heard Loki, I heard Loki was good. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. You're right. It kind of just seems like everyone's kind of doing their own thing now, and it's not really as interconnected as it once was. So I think if they can kind of, they're, they're slowly getting to that. So, so yeah. hopefully they can uh, build on that pretty soon. And it's hopefully some of the new stuff we're going to get uh, will be good, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and then the, the yeah. Nick Fury Secret Invasion show for Net, uh, Disney+. Plus. So hopefully be pretty good. Yeah, super excited for Gal- uh, Guardians. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was there anything else for, for Mario, either for the movie or anything Mario history related, anything related to the games that you wanted to bring up? Oh, um. Not in particular. Uh, I mean, something funny. I mean, it's not funny, haha. But uh, so when Mario Sunshine came out, there was a pre-order bonus at Toys R Us for a beach towel, and so I I still have that beach towel to this day. That oh, cool! I've kept and actually, uh, Charles Martinet was at the Utah Fanex. It's the fan, you know, Comic Con oh, type. Yeah. Yeah. In, so I had him sign it uh, back in September. So, oh, very I, have cool. a, I have a signed Super Mario Sunshine Beach towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. I don't know what I'll do with that. But uh, yeah, I asked him, I was like, I'm like, have you signed a beach towel before? He's like, no, I don't think I have. I'm like, sweet. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to be somewhat unique with those things because I'm sure they get tons of pictures of, you know, the same pictures or, uh, you know, signing video games and things like that. But, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back when I was uh, really big into the gaming. So, you know, in the 90s, it was really cool to kind of get those pre-order bonuses, uh, like, you know, getting the the gold cartridges for the Zelda games was really cool and fun. Oh, yeah. 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 So those are some of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I guess that's it. I mean, we could probably go even longer if we wanted to go even deeper into like Mario lore or, or video game history. But that's pretty yeah, much I mean, all the talking points that I had for tonight. Uh, I mean, another I'm sure. This is something I always think people know all this stuff, but mm-hmm. you know about Super Mario Brothers two. Oh yeah, yeah. That I guess uh, the it was deemed that the the American gamer wasn't quite as accomplished as the Japanese gamer, so we mm-hmm. didn't get the the Lost Levels game as it was called when it was officially announced here, uh, which is kind of interesting because again I, I did play the the Super Mario All Stars for the Super Nintendo, and that, yeah. that Lost Level game was really difficult. So maybe I guess they made the right move and not releasing it initially in the United States. Yeah, and uh, so Super Mario Brothers 2 here in the U.S. was a reskin of a Japanese game called Doki Doki Panic, but they uh-huh. just put Mario characters over them. That's why you get, you know, the shy guy, uh, you know, shy guys, and uh, I'm trying to think, you know, Birdo is, you know, mm-hmm. those aren't those weren't technically Mario characters to begin with. So, oh, that, that's an interesting fact. A lot of people probably don't know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I've, I've known that forever, but I'm like, I, just, I need to not assume that everyone knows <laughs> that, <laughs> kind of, that kind of random video game uh, trivia, but. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So if there's nothing else with Mario, I guess we're good to go ahead and wrap up, but I did have one more question for you, not related to Mario, but kind of uh-huh. going back to our previous conversation. I wanted to find out if you did have a chance to, to dive in and listen to any Depeche Mode music. Okay. Uh I I started okay I want to say I actually did start but I got I got distracted with podcasts and I apologize. Oh, oh no so, worries, no worries. <laughs> um I can't remember I can't even remember the I think I started with the I'll have to go back to I can't even remember the name of the albums that you recommended. Um but I did start listening to it and I'm like 
I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a good song, and uh, but I need to I need to be better about that. So oh, okay, no worries. Yeah, so I guess maybe uh, instead of giving you multiple recommendations, I would say just start out with Depeche Mode Violator. It's the one with the the black cover with the red rose on the on the cover. So that'd be okay. probably number one. Start with that one. Okay. Okay. Very right. cool. Very cool. Well, yeah. So send me messages to to remind me to. Oh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. Okay, so we should definitely get together to have another uh, general video game conversation. Um, you know what, I, I'm really tempted to go out and just buy a Nintendo Switch because uh, The Legend of Zelda, the Tears of the Kingdom looks fantastic. And I haven't played the two most recent Zelda games, uh, Skyward Sword or uh, Breath of the Wild. So I definitely want to try and uh, get that. So maybe getting together to talk about Zelda, I think would be really fun. Yeah, I highly recommend getting a Switch that's it's a really great system. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how old your daughter is. Was she four or five? She's uh, six. Six, six, yeah. Six, okay. Um, I was just going by pictures. I'm, I'm like, I'm so bad at guessing kids. Is <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they had, I know some, uh, you know, parents are concerned with, oh, I don't want my kid playing video games too much. Nintendo, mm-hmm. I, from what I hear, is good because they have like parental locks and you can limit how much they play and, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was growing up, it was it was a good motivator. You know, it's like uh, basically it's like if I didn't, my dad would be like, "If you don't get your room cleaned, I'm taking away your video." You know, your mm-hmm. video game, your your Nintendo or Super. You know, or yeah. uh, so it was like, okay, I want to make sure I have my room cleaned and do it. You know, do whatever so that I have that time to to play. But yeah, Switch is a lot of fun. There's ton. Uh, if if you ever get one, let me know and. I can give you some recommendations of, you know, fun games to play with your, you know, with more than one people. So it's not just you playing mm-hmm. it, but if you want to play with your kids and things like that, just let me know. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. I'll definitely uh, take you up on that. And, and as I mentioned and saw personally, my daughter's already, you know, she enjoyed and loved playing Mario Party. So, so can't go wrong with that. Yeah. I think I have like 60 or 70 physical games on the Switch. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's nothing else for tonight. We'll go ahead and wrap up. But uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining me tonight to discuss all things Mario, video games, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, yes, I definitely give it my recommendation. I think uh, you'll, for all those who haven't seen it, if you go out and watch it, you'll enjoy it. And yeah, that's always a fun and a good time for me to, to catch up with you. So thank you for joining me again, Nathan. Yeah, I would I'd recommend it as well. And uh, especially with, if you got kids, you know. They'll enjoy it a lot more, you know, they might enjoy a lot more than you would, but if you're, you played video games or Mario growing up and uh, maybe you haven't for a while, it, it'd be a nice trip down memory lane as well, so. Absolutely. Okay, so if there's nothing else, then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining me tonight, and thank you to all my listeners. You've been listening to the, the Cathy for Fun podcast. Thanks, everybody.